0: All right, it's time for another Root Issues podcast. My name is Chris, and I'm in the booth today with a new, a full house. It's been a long time, so I'm in here with Alyssa, hello, and Mister Luke, back from South Africa, and Steve. Hello, hello,
1: thanks. Okay, so I have a funny thing about the intro song. Yeah, it like started playing when my booth. Bluetooth connected Uh the podcast, and I was like, Oh, we don't want to listen to that right now. And John was like, Mom, I really liked that song. Yeah, it's Toby (laughs) Mac. Hey, June 10th,
0: Mesa County Fairgrounds, Grand Junction, Night Vision. It's a Friday and Saturday, and uh, our life groups have all got tickets tickets. to go see Toby Mac. You know, and it's a little complicated because I said June 10th. Oh, yeah. And then I'm back, you know, Sunday morning at nine o'clock to teach the message. So it's going to oh, be a fun ride. Right, yeah, I know service. it's going to be a fun ride. It's family service that Sunday. Yeah, but, your hearing is going to yeah. be
1: like still buzzing. So like, <laughs> I'm talking
0: really loud because I saw Toby back last night. You that's know. so funny. We're just going to break down some of his songs and the theology and the lyrics it. behind them.
1: But Great. anyway, so hey,
0: this root issue. Yeah, we are jumping into, you know, not just human. We're looking at Romans chapter seven verses seven through twelve. We're looking at the concept of the new way of the Spirit, freedom from progressive Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now. A a lot of you may be like, "Well, what's that?" You know, because when I hear that title, I'm like progressive Christianity. It's like hard for me to put a handle on it. But the way Steve broke it down on Sunday, I'm like, "Oh, I do know what that is." And yes, you know, it's kind of rampant, and it's kind of like you know taking people captive because it is not what Paul is teaching and encouraging us to live in. So we're going to do 60 seconds, and so we're going to start with Luke. All right. You got 60 seconds. What do you want
2: to say about this podcast? Ooh, I think um, progressive Christianity, when people think about it, they're like, okay, that's freedom right there, right? There's there's Jesus, but we can kind of do whatever we want yes. with him in a sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I guess the most captivating thing, like thought process I go through then is like, okay, what is freedom? And then like defining that and then also like, okay, no, freedom is not found in just lawlessness, do whatever you want. Freedom mm-hmm. is found in a sense in the law. Yes. Um, uh-huh. And so it's kind of con- combining those two things, combining legalistic, combining relational and just not throwing one or the other out completely, mm-hmm. but kind of the marriage of those two and how yeah. the law is fulfilled through following Jesus in certain ways. Um so yeah, I mean I guess I'll I'll stop there because I don't right, want to ramble cool. too much.
0: That's awesome. Alright, Alyssa.
1: <laughs> okay. Um so many C's. I like that. Yeah, alliteration. You gotta, you gotta go with it, and it works. It works. Um, I think the progression for me, understanding how it begins. So, like, it starts with comparison. You move into competition. Mm-hmm. You know, like that they're kind of all connected, and then the outcome is then the confusion. Yeah. Um, and I think I just see that so much in our culture and in society and in you know the young kids. Um. That's just the direction it's headed. I did have some questions about the safe spaces, safe Hmm. place. I really like that you brought that up, but I want to talk about that more so that we can understand the church's role In Mm -hmm. in being that and how we can be that, um, because it's such a buzzword, um, but I think it's it is really misunderstood. Yeah, totally. So absolutely, those are my things. All right,
3: yeah, that's good. I think um, progressive Christianity, um, it is a steamrolling more than we realize, um, but. Where Paul's going, the first part of 7, he deals with the legalists, right, the the people, the pharisaical attitude, hey, we can work, 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 you know, um, the people that were criticizing Paul that the gospel is minimizing, doing away with the law. And uh, and and they were holding on to it when that, and that's where Paul in the first part says no this is the gospel is the new way of the spirit not the old way of the written code then he moves into the then the then you move into this other argument of well then let's just do away with the law we don't need the law we can do what we want to a minimizing of the law and sin and that to me is the easiest way to explain what's happening mm-hmm. today it's nothing new under the sun but it's the church or, or progressive Christianity would lean that way towards a libertine right a, in other words. Uh, uh, antinomianism is the word that means you know anti-law uh, let's do away with the law we don't need that that actually gets in the way it's religious blah 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 um, and so what what's happening today is you see it among a lot of young people which is just a rejection of authority of scripture so they're doing
0: away with yeah. the law and therefore a minimizing of sin yeah, and so it's a
3: blending to culture there's 60
0: seconds that went over i'm 30 sorry 30. i know it went over a little buzz on my apple watch okay so for me i would just say like my biggest thing was i love the 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 way you tied in to contentment, like, are we content? Like, have we found a place of peace? Because I think that is like mm-hmm. some of, you know, if you're going to follow Jesus, then you should have this cascade of peace that settles upon you. Mm-hmm. That a peace in how you lead your family, a peace in how you work, a peace in how you live with the culture around you, you know, but yet, yet you're following the law. And then there's peace in that because Mm -hmm. you have something that's steering you. Mm -hmm. I think so many people today live in an abandonment of contentment, abandonment of peace. And so they're almost like rudderless. Yeah. You know, whichever way. No bumpers. Yeah, there's no bumpers. And And that's confusion. Yeah, it it, it is. It's the state of confusion because nobody is pointing like, hey, this is sanity. Go this way. It takes me back to... Tommy Nelson, back in Denton Bible, he, he very rarely used video clips, but he used this one from the Poseidon Adventure. You know, like, there was, there was one way you could go, and it was big and wide, you know, but it was only going to lead to death because there was no way out of the ship. And then there was this small little place, like, this is the way. It's mm-hmm. narrow. And it was, like, screaming, like, There's, there is a way, but it's mm-hmm. narrow, it's tight. All right, so that's my sixty seconds. Cool. So yeah, you want to jump in? You want to jump in? Start talking about safe spaces. Talk about the definition like just talk about of being freedom. Comfortable is yeah. pretty okay. interesting.
2: Um, it's almost. I mean, we're as Christians, we're called, I think, to be uncomfortable in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. but we're also called to have peace in those yes. spaces of comfort in a way. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how those two. Co-mingle and connect. Yeah, yeah, the
1: comfort and the safe space. I think that was what I was thinking about. Like, yeah. when we're all at church and everybody's being vulnerable and humbled, yeah. I guess, by, like, getting unsafe, sharing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't always say I feel safe when I'm, like, being <laughs> vulnerable. Yeah. Um, if everybody's doing that, mm-hmm. then that's what they're trying to create in yeah. this you know, like on college campuses yes. in these like whatever, I don't even know, rooms, I guess. Or Safe whatever. rooms, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like
0: they're a place where you can say, or hey, I, nothing is going to present a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe there's a speaker on campus and he's going to use some trigger words or a college professor says, hey, in my syllabus, we will be hitting some of these words mm-hmm. and concepts and it might trigger you if that's you. You can go to the safe room and no one's going to trigger you. Like, okay. So you are like in a state of I'm free to think whatever I think. No mm-hmm. one's going to challenge my thought process. I'm safe. Right. Which is kind of the opposite of what college is supposed to do. It's supposed to make you <laughs> well, think yeah. and expand yeah, your right. vision for how do you process and assimilate yourself into mm-hmm. the culture?
3: Yeah. I, I, I would put it simply the the cultural idea today of, um, safety a safe place is safe to myself mm-hmm. no okay. one can challenge myself there self rules yeah okay. don't 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 challenge my com- my identity my commitments my 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 it's a safe place don't trigger me right biblical safety is just the okay. opposite yeah. jesus says deny yourself biblical safety actually is when we come in and we're willing right to yeah. be convicted and yeah. we're willing to really wrestle with this surrendering of self, right, to the Savior. Yeah. Um, and and that's be open
1: radically. to other people calling us out. Right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Sp- specifically the Holy Spirit. Like right? you're coming Otherwise. here
1: because you want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. And, and so b- cultural safety is is self on the throne, yeah. right? Everything okay. we can do to maintain self on the throne. Yeah. Don't challenge me. Um, biblical safety is... Um, realizing there is no safer place mm. than when Jesus is on the throne yeah that means myself has to come off the throne <laughs> and and that's and and, and that's Right. And these two are not compatible at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Right. Not at all. And, so
1: cultural uh, safety, biblical safety, right. that clears it up. They are not me. compatible
3: no, okay. at all. So when I say the church should be the safest place on earth, right, it, 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 that's meaning from the, the reality of what truly is safe. Because yeah. is it really safe if we just kind of uphold each other's, you know, don't trigger it, just we're walking on eggshells. Biblical mm-hmm. safety is you're walking on eggshells. right? Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, not, biblical. No, not That's yeah. per- the other the, way around. Yeah. Biblical. Progressive, progressive uh, Christianity is, is eggshells. Yeah. Biblical um, safety
0: to make an omelet. Is, is
3: exposure, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that yeah. realizing that I'm only safe when I'm exposed fully to God and loved mm-hmm. in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. in my full exposure of all my crap, I'm loved and accepted. Yeah, right? totally. Versus worldly safety, which is um, I'm striving, right? I'm trying to hold it together. Self is on the throne, and that's ultimately not safe at all.
1: But that is so what progressive Christianity is supporting, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous.
2: Dangerous safe spaces, yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, Christianity is supportive, but yet it's supportive with confrontation of, like, You're struggling in this area because Jesus isn't on the throne of your life. Mm -hmm. You're not following his lead. I mean, when you said that about like, you know, who's on the throne, my my middle school mind went to like, you know, well, it's musical chairs. There's only one chair and there's me and Jesus. Yeah. You know, and do I want to fight him for that chair? (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I thought about that um, in the desires. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why am I coveting that? Why am I desiring that?
3: And truth, too, right? Uh, again, mm-hmm. with uh, the cultural safety is truth mm-hmm. is not even a factor because yeah. your truth is your truth. So self oh. is on the throne. Truth is not even a discussion because yeah. I, you can make it your own You picture. can have your own yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. You but, are I mean, your own truth.
0: That was first or, produced with relativism. Exactly. You know? And we're and just reaping it's, the consequences.
3: It's vamping up. Exactly. Yeah. And biblical right? safety is – it's about truth, mm-hmm. right? What ultimately right is truth, and that must be revealed, right? Yeah.
2: I think the biggest – like. The boiling, boiling it down to the root, I feel like it's almost like the two, there's almost two set, separate types of love. The progressive love is accepting and, yeah, do whatever you want. That's the love gonna yeah. give you the, the counterfeit love, right? And then there's the true love of a real community that says the truth to each other in love, knowing that it's going to hurt in the moment, but in the long term it's going to, you know, build be better for and each other. Stronger.
3: Yeah, and, and so you bring up another big difference, right? Uh, cultural safety, right? There is no vision for what we're becoming. Mm-hmm. There is none. Yeah. Have you heard anybody out there? Where is this like this, all this movement going on within the schools? Where do they, what's the vision for? Kindness, Culturally, peace, family, whatever love. it is, there is no vision for it. And there is no ability to ever put in, this is too far or this yeah. is unhealthy. Right? Yeah. You'll never hear a progressive, you know, say, oh, no, that's the end of the line there. Right. Um, as far as how far we can go yeah. in determining our own truth. Yeah. Biblical safety, on their hand, right, is just the opposite.
0: Well, no, but, I mean, you know, when you think about it, it's like they don't have a vision as far as have they mapped it out. But what they're seeing is it's like, you know, they've been dissuaded to just understand, like, oh, well, this is good. Mm -hmm. And this seems good because everybody seems at peace. But Mm -hmm. they're not seeing, like, the undercurrent, the turmoil. Like, even in a place, like, you know, where if you're like, okay, we've all been made equal. We all feel loved, but yet we're not allowed to compete, we're not allowed to individualize our own gifting, our own abilities, those things are still bubbling, and, you know, it's like, okay, so we all have to wear white. Like, you know, when you put so, yeah. everything, you know, you, you're taking away that right. individualism of who does God say I am? And I mean, I love how you were tying that in, like, you know, just what does the culture say? You know, but I want to go to your very first question because I love how you tied it in. Like, how much time do you spend wrestling Covington or not Covington? Coveting, Coveting? That sounds like
1: a really strange new kid's name. Yeah, Covington. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, sounds to me. I saw a picture of a teddy bear. But like, how much time do we spend wrestling our minds captivated with coveting the next thing? Mm -hmm. You know, our gosh, man, like, wow, I wish I had that truck, like he has that truck, you know, or Mm -hmm. I wish I had that relationship with my kids. Like, oh my goodness, you know, like, you know, you can put it to anything, but because the culture is definitely pushing it out there, you know, in the social media feeds, in the streams, you know, just, gosh, you need more, Mm -hmm. you know, or you don't have this, you're inadequate. And so the culture is actually always promoting that we're not enough,
2: right? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: but it doesn't give us the answer to How do I become content with who I am? Right. So what do y'all think about that?
2: I mean, I have a question, I think. um, So coveting, obviously, I feel like it's a a close relationship with lust as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I guess what I'm struggling with here is like, okay, if I see someone's relationship with their kids, I'm like, okay, I want that with my kids one day. Is that coveting?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's healthy. I think that's like goals, dreams.
2: Okay.
0: Coveting, I would say, go ahead, go ahead. I cut you off.
2: No, and then like I think so the coveting that more relates to lust is like seeing something and wanting to be like I want that selfishly just for myself kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. like, he, the other person maybe doesn't deserve it or maybe that's more jealousy. I don't know. There's just a lot of. Well, I think it's words. important that you're yeah.
1: asking yourself the question, yourself mm-hmm. the question, like, why do I desire that? Is it yeah. to fulfill something that I think God is calling my life Absolutely. towards yeah. or is it um, a selfish evil pursuit? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah.
3: And I think that's the key, right? It's yeah. the the deep aspect of coveting is below the surface, <clears throat> where God wants to shine His light is what is my motive? Why yeah. do mm-hmm. I want that? So it might be nothing wrong with wanting a new car. I might need yeah. a car, yeah. whatever. Yeah. The question is, am I willing to go to that place and bring the Lord? Let the Spirit. Okay, why do I want this? Um yeah. back to there's, there's something that's good. Or look at a family and with kids and like, wow, I want that for my mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Is well that's tied to a biblical ideal that God has. Yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Unless my unless I'm letting my own family, right, get in the way. Unless I'm not content with what God has for me and pressing in on that, right? And just oh yeah. I wish I had yeah. this.
1: That's the biggest thing my sister struggled with and signal singleness was like, mm-hmm. you know, god i want this so bad why aren't you giving it to me and why aren't you just letting me meet the right person um and then examining the relationships they've been in in the past and seeing like why am i dating this person yeah
3: and that just comes back again to the motive of my heart am i able to be content even in my single space right it's nothing wrong it's a good god-given thing to want a mate Right. Um, but my motive in that, am I trusting the Lord mm-hmm. or am I going to let my coveting, my overwhelming desire for that yeah, to... lead me
1: into relationships that exactly. I'm like manhandling, and where I'm yeah.
3: letting self guide yeah. that rather than submitted. Right. To yeah. Trusting in the Lord. Right. That.
1: And then if it's not God led, then you're going to compromise yeah. probably. On... Which
0: is another C we could put in here. Yeah,
3: compromise.
1: Oh, there comparison. There just
0: consumerism and compromise. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like I mean, when I think about it, like when I think about coveting, it's like, you know, if God is calling me to something greater then that's going to lead me to depend on him more Mm -hmm. if i am coveting because i need it to complete me well i already said it i am looking to complete myself yeah i'm not dependent on god to complete me and to take me to the next place
1: how do you deal with this with your kids like when they want material things to fit in or to like you know
0: i mean i get that in the cultural sense like you know you know, I want this pants. I want that pants. Yeah. You know, Karis just, you know, took all of her birthday money and bought a very sweet pair of Nikes, you know. Yeah, and, and you like, let her do
1: that. Yeah, yeah, you know,
0: because that was her money. Yeah. I'm like, we were never going to throw down that kind of cash. And she was very happy to spend her cash. Okay, I'll make cash, sure to compliment her on her. You know, and such. And so, you know, and sometimes it is, it's like, well, why do you want that? You know, it's asking that why question. It's a little harder for the young ones, but you can still put them on that path. I think Elaine and I have always in our house been good at asking the why, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, it was like just even a conversation the other day that Elaine was having with one of our kids and she was like, you know, that attitude from last night is carried over to this morning. I just don't feel like God put that attitude in you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you shine the Mm -hmm. way he wants you to shine. You know, yeah. and so, you know, it's like, you know, we're always trying to connect it back. Like, you know, why do you want it? Like, what's the why? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's to fit in, you know,
1: mm-hmm. Samuel's
0: a shoe horse. He loves shoes. But I mean, it's like no other kid in middle school, like, you know, spray and washes his own hoodies and washes his shoes once a week. I mean, he is like, you know, the disciplined dude. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, you know, what's the Why? You know. Yeah.
1: Well it sounds like he has a good gratefulness for it. Like yeah, a good, no, yeah. Like, like he, he takes of care like, of his
0: stuff, which then means yeah. like, oh, you know, that's getting passed down and And there's uh, you right, know.
3: throughout parenting, especially as a kid, yeah. yeah. right? Even for us Adults, right? The con- the continual lesson of going and grabbing the old pair, old pair of shoes that are not popular anymore mm-hmm. yeah. that you that were just you had to have them at one point, yeah. right? Yeah. To show that look, this is just a bigger lesson here that yeah. this is not the, the this cycle of of consumerism it doesn't and never yeah. will satisfy. It will just draw you into this yep. rat race of needing more, mm-hmm. The more mm-hmm. I acquire. The more I desire, yeah. and I that's think that's the way yeah. of the world, right? I learned that. Versus, like, right? If we yeah. focus on the spirit of God yeah, right? yeah. and the things of God, eternal, those are things that are going to multiply in fruitfulness. Now, we all know that, um, but practically, we're so deep in this coveting <laughs> and, and consumerism that we need constant lessons, even as, uh, as adults, right? To yeah. really wrestle with: Am I? Can I be content with? And so there is a time to be able to say, you know, I, I need to out of discipline, not buy whatever it is, because yeah. I need to learn contentment. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right here. And uh and Paul deals with this in heavily, right, to Timothy chapter six, first Timothy, right, is godliness plus contentment is a great game. We brought yeah. nothing into this world, we'll take nothing yeah. out. Right. Yeah. And watch, watch the pursuit of riches and things. It will lead you, he says, into only dangerous things, right? Mm-hmm. So uh and then the other discipline, he goes on and says, If you are wealthy, right? Let's uh, rejoice in the Lord, yeah, but practice sharing and giving yeah. and generosity, so you the only other way to release out of consumerism is to be a giver, yeah, give totally. those shoes away, buy something uh, yeah. be content, and i'm going to do without, so somebody else can do with those are principles, right mm-hmm. This is the only way to break the the uh, right this this very strong bondage we can, we're all a part of right. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and so you may be sitting there as a listener saying like well i'm not enslaved to coveting i have no chains on me but First so we're gonna throw out probably like cares about stuff. <laughs> yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna look at the three c's that Alyssa keeps referring to okay. you know because this is kind of like you know for me it was like wow you know those are great words for me to put in the funnel and say do any of those resonate with me to say like maybe i do have a cultural you know issue with coveting and always wanting the next newest best thing but we've got comparison and so comparison Steve threw out this statement on his slide we never have enough and we are never enough. It goes deeper. Whoa I mean yeah like you know like you know what is that core inside of you? And so if you're ever like felt like I'm just not enough. I need to try harder. I need to work mm-hmm. harder, I've lived in that cycle You know, we're like, I just need to give more. I need to do more. You know, I'm I'm never enough. I'm looking for words of affirmation. Like, hey, Chris, great job. I'm like, yeah, you don't even have to pay me anymore. You said I'm the man. You know, and then competition. We put self at the center and sacrifice relationships to be the best, you know. I mean, just go watch Cheaper by the Dozen, too, where the two dads are like competing, like who's well, that's the best. A good one, yeah. You know, like, you know, that's the whole theme of that story is comparison and competition between those two fathers from their mm-hmm. high school days. And so is yourself at the center, you know, and I've put a note on this, like, we've been teaching middle school you know like the last five years on wednesday night it's like you know who's your main character is god jesus and the holy spirit the main character of your life or is it yourself and then finally the last c that steve threw out there was consumerism the more we acquire the more we desire you know and each one of those c words steve put it very clearly like they're good words they 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 have a place in our life But our culture and the enemy, Mm -hmm. the thief, has twisted and contorted those words to where we lose their true meaning and how they can benefit us, and it only leads us down this road of destruction.
3: To confusion and not contentment. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay, I have a question for Luke. So do you feel like, because boys are naturally just competitive, like I see it with John and Ben. So how did you growing up, like with your brother, have a healthy competition? Or did you not?
2: Uh, well, let's not assume it was healthy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get Jonah on the phone here. <laughs> yeah. You know. No. no um, we'll pipe him in. I think there's obviously different levels of competition. We never okay. did any crazy, you know, sports or team sports, which I think is a very easy way to visualize it. Um, but I think it's just kind of the aspect of, you know, when there's someone younger than you. Yeah. And that they start getting better at certain things. And yeah. there's definitely this feeling inside of like, oh, okay, so I'm, th- I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so – um, I think it affects other people more than others, and then you kind of do realize that you just each have your own different skill sets and okay. places in the world. So I think it 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 fixes itself through maturity at some point where you yeah. realize, okay, I have these talents, I have these skills. He has these things, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of a balance of figuring it out. Um, and we're both very blessed with a lot of you know cool talents and skills. So, mm-hmm. I, but competition in general, I think, I think for me it all boils down to with all these keywords like control. Who has control? Okay. Yeah, and it's whoever has the most control. That is what I, <clears throat> we crave to have more control. And mm-hmm. when you win, you have control. When you have certain things, you have control. Yep. Um. And so, for me, like the past few months have just been this, I guess, time of trying to give up my control to God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finding so much, you know, freedom and just a burn lift off of you because the pursuit of control, it's, it's endless. Like all of these yeah. things, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a constant hamster wheel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. of just wanting to gain more. And there's always more control to be gained. Um, And so it's just a, a giving that to God kind of, and I was on a run and like, I, I kind of like felt like I gave something up to God that was hard for me to do, giving up that control. And it's just such it was such a beautiful feeling. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if that answered your question. And you
1: ran for like 10 hours. Along the zebras. <laughs> run,
0: <laughs> run like a zebra gazelle. Well, um, when I think about like, you know, like sibling rivalry competition, you know, when yeah. anybody asks me about that, like I always boil it down to the root because we're here on root issues, Kay. your midweek jolt, uh, <laughs> like the concept of what is their goal? Their goal is approval and acceptance from parents or other siblings, Mm -hmm. you know, and so they're competing. And so if you as a parent and you as a parenting couple can say, hey, guys, you know, we administer the same amount of love to everybody. Uh We don't administer our love and our acceptance and our approval based on your abilities right and that's where competition yeah. goes goes dangerous it goes is dangerous it
3: competition is feeding my identity who identity, i am identity identity, identity. now i'm in trouble yeah right and, and that's what we see in culture right yeah but if i can yeah. compete like with a brother or something totally and it doesn't impact my <clears throat> how i see myself and if i'm able to celebrate my mm-hmm. brother when he excels at something yeah, yeah. right if i'm not then i know this is hit deep within me mm. and uh, it's gone okay. negative okay so yeah.
1: then like as a parent it's making sure that they're understanding their differences and that god made yeah. them you know like that's okay yeah i
3: mean look what's happened in our culture right It used to be sportsmanship was the thing mm-hmm. right you you we, yeah, the, above above the competition yeah. was no matter who won or lost you were a sportsman so you yeah. you um, rejoiced and you shook the hand. you didn't yeah. you didn't sit and celebrate like oh look how great i am right yeah um, and even commercials, look at what commercial, the whole consumer thing. Yeah. It's changed. It's not about, hey, you need a washer-dryer. Here it is, the new yeah. one out of Sears Robot. Yeah. Now it's everything is about identity. Everything's yeah. about if you have this washer-dryer or if you have this car and you see the lifestyle that's created behind yeah. it, you will be like this person. <laughs> I right? could turn yeah. my
0: washer on yeah. from my smartphone. Yeah. Look yeah. at right. me. Look how great <laughs> I
3: am. And, and It's just yeah. watch commercials now. Yeah. It's not about the product anymore. It is completely about... The experience and the identity of who I am. So many
1: times I'm watching something and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) This is for (laughs) that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think,
2: oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I think anytime your identity comes from. Be being over someone in any sort mm-hmm. of – if that's sportsmanship, if it's having more, that's when you know it's dangerous. Yeah. Yep. when you're exactly. over. Yeah. No, exactly.
0: And so, yeah. And so, like, so, you know, so we looked at comparison, competition, and consumerism, and then he tied it all into one word. Like, if you're askewed on those meanings and if those things are leading you kind of through the culture, you're going to end up with – and so let's just ask yourself the question. Do you have confusion? Do you live in fear, anxiety? And, I mean, Steve's new favorite word, lawlessness, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, just like, do you feel like, you know, you need to grapple at any cost to get what you want? That would be how I just define lawlessness. Or to
1: maintain what you have. Maintain
0: what I have. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I think it's like a lawlessness of, okay, I've got like, you know, $30,000 worth of, you know, credit card debt, but I have everything I want, but I'm not really interested in paying Mm -hmm. it off. I'm not going to live in that freedom because I'm living in the lawlessness of, well, if I pay it off, I pay it off. If I don't, I don't. A little side fact. As yeah. of today, credit card debt in America has reached $1
3: trillion. Oh, yeah. No. So that, there's a the fact that, behind what we're talking about. That's for our that's so you know, stock
0: market podcast. You know, and yeah. we'll, we'll lay that down in two hours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, you know. And I'm so, not so, on that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean, so comparison, competition, and consumerism are all great things. But, you know, like. In the culture, the way it's twisted and shifted, it is saying, you are the best author of your own identity, which goes back to the myself, Mm -hmm. instead of trusting in God for identity.
2: And so. That's all about searching for truth inside yourself instead of searching for truth, mm -hmm. you know. Outside. yeah and I, I i think it's just this this is where life change happens is am i
3: going to move is that confusion the anxiety the fear the lawlessness the the all you know, being stuck in this cycle right yeah. of competition with the coveting and the consumerism all that yes is it going to lead me to again keep self on the throne or is there going to be this movement to contrition right mm-hmm. to to confession yeah. to right coming to the end of myself which is the beginning with jesus yeah. right we don't start with jesus until we come to the end of ourselves. we deny ourselves. And that leads us in. I just love this. This Is one of my I know, Isaiah sixty six two. I just pulled yeah. it
2: up.
0: That's where we were going next. It's yeah. so great. This yeah. is the bring it in. Bring go,
2: it.
3: Go for no. uh, so it. So it, yeah. it says, uh but this is the one. This is God speaking, right? This is Isaiah sixty six two. But this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble tried in spirit and trembles at my word okay. right so the word is not set aside as progressive no. Christianity. there's a trembling there's a, yeah. there's a putting ourselves before the word of God Lord I want to please you Lord and yeah. it's mm-hmm. a contrition it's a humility before God a willingness to have God's light the spirit shine on ourself mm-hmm. this is the abundant life this is right what moves yeah. us right into this place of great contentment safety in the arms of God yeah right uh, all the abundance that Jesus talked about and that's the good we, we have, have the good news for this culture so mm-hmm. we just have to have a way of of calling people out and engaging people on these issues
1: yeah that's and so uplifting i mean mm-hmm.
0: think about it like you know the upliftingness of mm-hmm. looking at your children and saying have yeah. a contrite heart with your parents mm-hmm. because this is who we will give our attention yeah. to the child who is humble the child who has a servant heart the child who is looking to honor mm-hmm. what we're saying Because we're saying it because we care and love about your future. We care and love about how you turn out. That's the child who gets the attention. So then the competition dwindles like you don't love me because of my abilities. You love me because I'm your child. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
3: but but I would say in our culture today, yeah. and I'd say even in the most families, that's not the child who gets the most attention. It's no. the squeaky wheel, it's the whiner, it's yeah. the complainer, it's the yeah. entitled person. In the culture today, right? It's yeah. the, all of that yeah. is what's getting the tension. Right? Oh, yeah. It's not yeah. the
1: one. Who's, John's already figured that
3: out. But yeah. here's the here's the <laughs> reversal. Is yeah. God is just, just the opposite of culture. Yeah. Yeah. He is sees whose heart is contrite. He mm-hmm. comes to that person. Right. All right. So give me a short definition
0: of contrite.
3: Um, contr- contrition is just yeah. uh, humility before okay. God. Yeah,
0: humility before God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's confession. That's I, like. I
3: uh, yeah, the confession. confession, Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because
0: I think it's important to, to define words. I deal Absolutely. with middle schoolers.
1: I love you that. You
0: know, you know, but um, yeah, and so it is. So this is the boil down point when we think about everything that's going on, and if you are living in a state of fear, anxiety, and confusion, and lawlessness, and just not stable and steady, you know god's answer is like can you bow before his word can you live in his presence can you follow his model can you i mean i challenge you turn off social media for a week two weeks like i've been free for like almost a year and a half like you know like just you know i use it when i need to get an emergency message out to my middle schoolers you know on instagram because i know that they're scrolling the screen you know but yeah, can you turn it off? Can you say, I'm living in the peace and contentment of what I have before me? Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. Like, we're watching the playoffs. That's all we watch because my wife's a basketball fiend, and so is my son, and so is my daughter, and then the other time. I'm the only one. But, like, I don't know how much these people paid for front row seats, you know? $30,000 in that way. Yeah, you know, and they're that on their us- phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on their phone. You're they
2: like, a post experience, dude. Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Dude, turn it off, man. Like the players right there, his sweat is hitting you in the face, you know, and it's just scary. But so there is encouragement here in the sense that God has a plan for us, and that plan leads us to his ultimate peace. And if you question who you are, he has the plan to lead you to your ultimate identity. And it's all right here in Romans 7, 7 through 12. Next week, we're jumping in to... Spirit-led Christianity, Romans 7, 13 through 25. Oh, so if you're able stuff. to be here on Sunday, be here. If you're able to yeah. tune in online or catch it Sunday afternoon because those YouTube channels, I mean, that that church really gets things posted fast around here. Mm-hmm.
2: faster yeah, than any other church. Hey,
0: I have to, before yeah. we jump off the air, we do have to give a shout-out.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I we mean, have a We fifth. got a Super
3: yeah. Dave here. We have a yeah. fifth in the room. Yeah. I mean, you just had Super Dave two days ago? No, on Saturday. Friday. Friday, Friday. five days. Okay, five days. Right. I'm, I'm just like, like wow. Yeah. Still five days ago. I super but Dave. I had
1: a really restful vacation yes. at the hospital. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> oh,
3: amazing.
0: Yeah. It was wow. wonderful. Yeah, so we fun. got we got super daisy. I know here he's doing great.
1: He was seven pounds. Yeah sleeps and eats and that's about it well you know there were six babies born this weekend wow i know
0: busy 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 time yep in aspen colorado well hey we thank you so much for tuning into this root issues podcast your midweek jolt we hope it jolted you to think a little bit about how you see yourself in light of how god sees you and how god wants to shape you if you ever need to reach out and touch us you can reach us at root issues at ccaspen.com thanks so much for tuning in and until next time have a blessed week
2: Surface.